premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD. That's what I got diagnosed with a year ago in 2021 after 15 years of battling with my mental health and, to be honest, thinking I was going crazy. About 3-9% to of menstruating adults has this condition. A lot of them don't know about this and a lot of research hasn't been done on this. And that's why I am dedicating this episode to my PMDD story. And that's also the first thing that I want to start with here is this is my story. Please do not take this episode as a self-help episode. If you do think you do have PMDD, then please go see a healthcare professional. What I want to do is bring more awareness to this disorder and to make sure that people know that there are people on this planet walking around with something that takes up two weeks of every month, half of the year, you can deal with PMDD. And it's not a nice thing to deal with, I can tell you that. In another episode, I will do a deep dive into what PMDD exactly is. For now, this is an episode where I will briefly outline what PMDD is, but the rest of the episode, I will be talking about my relationship to this disorder. And before I start, I just want to give a quick trigger warning as I will be talking about depression and about suicidal ideation. And if that is something that you do not want to listen to today, then I love you and I will see you for a next episode. My name is Sana, I am the Period PT and this is The Period Pod. In episode one of the period pod, I already explained to you a little bit about my relationship with my menstrual cycle and how I came to be the period PT and why I sort of am where I am today. Um, And you can listen to that again if you like to, that's episode number one. But to give you a brief outline, um, I went to the doctors when I was about 13, 14, 15 years old. I still don't know exactly how old I was, but... Uh, after the first few um, periods that I had, went to the doctor because my periods were really heavy and bleeding-wise, not not pain-wise. And the doctor gave me birth control pill and from that moment on, I was on... I can't even tell you which pill I was on, but not the birth control pill that is the only birth control pill that is approved to help against PMDD symptoms, which is the Yaz birth control pill. I was on something else. I can't really remember which one it was. Um, In my early 20s, I quit the pill because I felt like I was dealing with depression and I thought maybe it's got something to do with my menstrual cycle. Maybe it's got something to do with the pill because at that time as well, there was a lot more known about the birth control pill. And a lot of my peers started to sort of stand up against their doctors and say, wait a minute, why is that the first thing that you put me on when I have a little bit of an issue with my body or with my mind? So I quit as well. And it did help with um, 
the depressive thoughts that I had at that time. But I felt like it went well for a little bit and then it came back again. So when I was in university, I went to a doctor again and I explained what I was dealing with. I was feeling low. I was feeling anxious. I was feeling depressed, but I didn't use that word at at the time. I just explained that I didn't really see the point of anything. And I I always felt really bad about who I was. I had a very low self-esteem, a very low self-image, a very bad body image as well. And the doctor at the time said, I think you have depression. And to deal with that, I'm going to send you to a therapist. So I started therapy for the first time in my life. And that helped. That was good. I had to see a few therapists before I found the right one. But eventually I found one and it did help me. But there still were issues. And I made a decision and this is I explain all of this in episode one as well to move country and that was a big change in my life but at that time for the better I felt a lot happy happier I met my partner I fell in love for the first time life seemed good but there were these depressive low mood states that I fell into every time being with my partner as well I thought I want to go, I want to have contraception of some sort, but I don't want to go back to that pill because I remember that when I quit the pill, it made me feel so much better. So I started doing a little bit of research into what what other possibilities do I have? And that's when I also started thinking about how I was feeling every time and where those depressive moods came from. And I realized it was quite cyclical. So every two weeks, every other two weeks, I was feeling down, basically. So this is when I started reading about PMDD. The first time I read stories from other people who were dealing with this and I read the list of symptoms, I thought, hold up, that's me. That's my story. This person is telling my story. And more and more I started reading about it and more and more I started thinking I I have this this is what it is so what happens then is that you have to track your cycle my first doctor wouldn't even give me a diagnosis he he wouldn't even um made me do the tracking he just said I think you're uh just dealing with low mood and anxiety that's very normal and stresses of life yada yada so he didn't sent me home to track my cycle. So I did that myself. I started tracking my cycle and I did that for a full year. The reason why I did that for a full year, but because normally doctors ask you to do that for two months, but the reason I did it for a full year was COVID. We were stuck inside. I also felt like I couldn't bother the NHS even more because they were already overworked and people with COVID were in the hospital at that point so I thought I'll just stick to my own plan at this point and I'm going to keep on tracking and a year later I felt like now I can go back and that's when I came back to the doctors with my whole list of symptoms 12 months of cycle tracking and she said yep that's PMDD so 2021 almost 16 years after my first trip to the to the the GP, I was diagnosed with something that 
for the first time in my life made sense because I knew what depression was and I knew how I was feeling, but I wasn't always feeling like that. And this made so much sense and it still makes sense. So in the year after that, I started to get to know my body, my brain, my hormones in a very different way. That was the first time I actually started to get to know my hormones. I didn't even think about them before. Sometimes this was liberating, sometimes this was extremely confronting. So like I said, in a different episode, I'm going to really go into what PMDD is because I don't even think a whole episode is going to cover this awful, awful thing because it's not fun. It, it weirdly, but this is again, my own personal experience, it weirdly is sometimes strengthening me but a lot of the times I wish I didn't have it. Um, but there are times that I am thankful for my PMDD. What is PMDD exactly? It's one of those things that alongside a lot of other female health issues, that we don't really have a clear answer. We don't have a clear cause. People have done research about it. Not enough. There uh, is luckily at the moment a lot more research being done but that's very from like the the 90s and the early 2000s when that started to to come up but when you ask where does it come from they don't know pmdd means premenstrual dysphoric disorder the premenstrual uh, seems clear uh, it means that sufferers from pmdd will experience their symptoms during the luteal phase of their cycle and they will disappear two or three days into their cycle or just after their cycle. In my case, they usually disappear on day one. So I literally start my bleed and it's like, poof, it's gone again. Dysphoric in PMDD, so premenstrual dysphoric disorder, the dysphoric part comes from the word dysphoria and means a mental state in which a person has a profound sense of unease or dissatisfaction. This is what makes PMDD a mental health disorder. PMDD is not, and this is the most important things that I always tell people because this is where I get misunderstood quite a lot, PMDD is not a hormonal imbalance. So it doesn't mean that I have too much progesterone or too much testosterone or too much estrogen or too little. In fact, there's been a few studies over the years and those studies have shown that menstruators without PMDD have the same hormone levels during their luteal phase as those with PMDD. So it is believed to be a hormone sensitivity in the brain. What it means for me and how I always explain it to people is I feel I am allergic to my own hormones. I am after like the last two years and a lot of research and a lot of tracking that I've been doing, I am highly aware of when my hormone levels are changing. And that means that when they are changing, I am really sensitive to that change. So it's not that the hormone the, the hormone levels are too high or too low or going all over the place. The fact that they are changing, which is a very natural, normal thing, that is what I am sensitive for. So that's, a, that's something I cannot change. 
You cannot diagnose PMDD by doing a blood or a saliva test, but only by tracking your cycle. And together with your doctor, you will look at a list of 11 symptoms and you must at least tick the box for five of these symptoms. And one of these five should be in the first five of the 11 symptoms. I'm not going to go through the whole list right now. Um, I will tell you that, for example, one of them is irritability, anger or increased interpersonal conflict, depressed mood, feelings of hopelessness, feeling worthless or guilty, anxiety, tension or feelings of being keyed up or on edged, um, decreased interest in usual activities, tiredness or low energy, changes in appetite, hypersomnia, insomnia, feeling overwhelmed or out of control and I keep can keep on going for days. 11 symptoms, five of these you should tick the box for, one of the five in the first five of the list. The timing of these symptoms is also very important. So they will occur seven days before menstruation or during the luteal phase and they will leave during or post menstruation. So you can imagine, I haven't done the exact math, but if you are menstruating for a good 40 years of your life and every two weeks, every two other, every other two weeks, you are experiencing these symptoms, two weeks times 12 times 40, that's how many days or how many weeks People with PMDD are dealing with symptoms within a lifetime. Not every month is the same. Some months are better, some months are worse. Sometimes you won't have any symptoms because you found a way of dealing with it or you found medication that works for you. But it is always there and the monster is always around the corner. So talking about that monster, what does PMDD mean for me? For me, it means that every month I turn into a different person. I feel like there are two sunners within me. There's follicular sunner, so the first two weeks of my menstruation, and there's luteal sunner. And luteal sunner is not a sunner I want to be around, and not one you want to be around either. I get anxious I feel low, I feel depressed. If there are highly stressful situations in my life, they enter my brain with 100 miles an hour rather than the 50 miles an hour that it would normally do. Rationality is not in my dictionary when I go through PMDD symptoms. So something really trivial and really tiny can become the biggest, biggest, biggest problem ever for me. PMDD can turn me into a very depressed person who thinks low about herself, thinks low about life. The way I talk to myself is a way I would never, ever, ever talk to someone else. The way I look at my PMDD, and, and this is what helps me a lot as well to cope with it, is I see it as this blob. It's this grey blob that sort of lives inside of me and 
I, I know what it looks like. I can visualize this blob. When I'm doing well, so in my follicular phase, right before ov ovulation, for example, it's a really teeny tiny blob. And it's this cute little, cute little gray spongy thingy that doesn't hurt me that much. But after ovulation, in those two weeks before menstruation, the blob becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And if I'm unlucky, it will overtake me completely. It will encompass me. It will swallow me up. And luteal sana, that other person is there and will tell me that I'm useless. I am worthless. I do not deserve love. I do not deserve happiness. Everything that goes wrong around me is my own fault. The worst thing that might happen is that I literally do not want to be on this earth anymore. The suicidal ideation with PNDD is real and scares the shit out of me, if I'm honest with you, because I do not want to go. I. It's not that that's something I want to happen. I'm usually happy with my life and with my friends and with my family and with my loved ones and with myself even to an extent but when the gray blob becomes bigger and bigger and bigger that's when I cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel anymore I cannot see those happy thoughts and that's the worst feeling in the world to me Whew. <laughs> Um, I'm recording this podcast at a particular point as well. I'm recording this whilst I'm feeling okay. And even though I am actually in my luteal phase, I have just finished a, um, 12 week program with a therapist who is specialized in PMDD as well. They have helped me a lot working through this and trying to figure out coping mechanisms to deal with that luteal phase and that's why I can record this podcast right now and I'm not breaking down <laughs> um, because otherwise I, I wouldn't have been able to do this in my luteal phase I, I think so whilst I'm here as well I'd, I'd really like to thank the PMDD Collective you can find them online if you ever need that help the PMDD Collective are a collective of uh, psychologists and psychiatrists I th uh, psychiatrists I think and they help people with PMDD in particular. And having having a therapist to talk to who knows what this is, is, is bliss, is absolutely amazing. So please go check them out if you want to uh, find help. I will try to uh, link them in the show notes as well. How I deal with PMDD, knowing that I have this and knowing that this is happening every single month has helped me a hundred times more already, already than like for the last 15 years sort of walking around thinking I am depressed but it never goes away and thinking at some points in my life but I'm, I'm not depressed it's all fine and at other points thinking but but now I just don't want to be on this planet anymore knowing that that is my brain messing with me in in a way and my brain being so sensitive to the hormonal fluctuations 
that knowledge is power. I track my cycle every month. I have a little piece of paper in the cupboard in our kitchen where both me and my partner can see where I am within the month because PMDD does not just affect me. It affects the people around me as well, especially once the suicidal ideation happens when that is on the scene. And luckily it's not every month, but when that is on the scene, you can imagine what my mum or my partner or my friends and how they might react to that. Because I can totally imagine if someone says, I don't want to be on this earth anymore. And that's someone you love. You immediately like all alarm bells kick in. So for them to know what this is and where I am within my cycle is really, really helpful. And then what helps me massively is taking care of myself in a way that when you are in your luteal phase and you are suffering from PMDD symptoms is really hard, is really hard to take care of yourself at those points because you just want to say, well, fuck it, this is life and I'm I'm never going to get better and this is just what I'm going to have to deal with. Having my PMDD, as I mentioned at the beginning, has also given me strengths, loads of strengths, because I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about my body and I try to use that to educate others, but also to use that power that I have within me and the the, the ability to fight that grey blob each month for 15 years now, I want to pat myself on the back for that. That's that's really impressive. And if you suffer from PMDD, then I want to pat you on the back as well because that's amazing that you are living with that and that you are going and still going and that you keep going is amazing. As always, I am also looking for your period stories. So please write me in at hello at theperiodpt.com, hello at theperiodpt.com. All of that information is in the show notes as well, because I want to hear your stories about periods, anything that's got to do with the menstrual cycle, funny, sad, big insights, small insights, everything is welcome. So please send me those emails. You can also find me on Instagram at theperiodpt. If you want to know more about all of this, go to the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders. The website is iapmd.org, iapmd.org, but I will also link that in the show notes for you. And if you are interested in exercising with your menstrual cycle in mind, then please visit my Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash the period PT. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sending my love to all of you PMDD sufferers out there. And I hope all of you have a bloody brilliant week. Talk to you soon. Bye.